J.M. in the A.M. Yankee Myers in our studio from Miss Askim. Why is he here at this time of year? Because all of a sudden, what I like to call the New York Catskills Corridor is going to get busier and busier and busier. Yankee Meyer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nochum. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> it's another year. So here we are. Is today the day? Is today the day that the majority of people go up to the Catskills? Which day would it be that the majority of people head up to the Catskills region to move in for the summer? I would say it used to be today, but Baruch Hashem, today we have a lot of simchas still. A lot oh. of people are not going up till after Shabbos. Interesting. Uh, next week, already the camps are starting. Right. But uh, Baruch Hashem, you know, for all those who didn't make, used to not make chasnas when it came so Chodesh, how many chasnas were there this week? That's right. Every hall, every it, night. It's the 28th of Siva that they're making yeah. chasnas. Baruch Hashem, you know. I'm telling you, we're going to get to a point where they'll be making chasnas during the three weeks. There's no time to do it. I'm telling you, you'll see what's going to happen. What is it? Uh, there's some that have Dominic only, no, the three weeks. Oh, it's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, so between now and, let's say, Monday, a lot of people will be leaving this area. To head up to the Catskills region. Simple as that. Correct. Large. I have big news for you, by the way. News that I assume you know about already, but I don't know if it was news that made it into your annual book. That's how fresh this news is. You ready? Go ahead. You ready for this news? Today, today, on Route 17 in New Jersey, today is opening day. I'm just trying to get to the information. Today is opening day. At 842 Route 17 North in Ramsey, New Jersey, of Kosher to Go in the Exxon Station, just past the Lake Street exit. It has Reb Zushablech's Hashkacha. It's the last Exxon in New Jersey. Pas Yisrael, Chal Yisrael, Bishel Yisrael. By this afternoon, they will have pizza and sushi there for people to enjoy on their way up later today. They'll probably run out by this afternoon. <laughs> oh, and also I was told at 5 p.m. they'll have uh, a Chollent and Kugel section as well. So what do you think of this news? Because you're always one who tells us about different places along the route that you can get kosher food. So this is a big, pretty big announcement, no? And you got to take a break after sitting in New York City's traffic. And remember, in New York City, any any distance, the shortest distance between two points is definitely not a straight line. <laughs> it's under construction. Right. Uh, and you gotta get, and you gotta get to the, uh, you gotta get, you know, you're heading up to the Catskills and it takes you forever to get out of the city. Right. It's gonna be a fresh, a, 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 it's gonna be relief. It's gonna be some fresh air that you could go and stop and, uh, a breath of fresh air that you could stop and get some food, you know, good food at a normal place with a good heksha. So there you have it. Are you familiar with that Exxon station in Ramsey, New Jersey on 17 North? No, I was not. You're not familiar with it. If I would have, we would have no, had it in I the book. I don't mean this news. I'm saying, are you familiar with this? Have you seen it? Have you seen that Exxon station as you've traveled up to the Catskills? I've seen that Exxon station. All right, station. so there you go. So now, at that Exxon station, 842 Route 17 North, today is opening day, and by 5 p.m., Cholent and Kugel. So enjoy, everybody, and a special hello to the people who are uh, running that uh that little uh, rest stop, if you will, at the Exxon station. Yankee Meyer is here. There's a lot of stuff in the informational bo- in the information booklet for 2014. A lot of things we've discussed in the past, some we have not. We'll try to highlight a couple of things that people need to know. You've actually set up for this year a summer camp emergency network, so that if there's a special message that you and Miss Oskim or the New York State Police or Homeland Security needs to get to the network of camp directors, they'll be able to do so at a moment's notice. 
That's correct. How do camps sign up for that? Uh, no, we'll go back one step, I think, sure. before we talk about how the camps sign up for that. Uh, the booklet has actually our annual summer safety booklet has gone, has hit the homes, the mail over the last couple of days. We did run a little bit late because of the passing of my father, Shalom, that I lost some time after Pesach on it, on the project. But uh, it's out there. Most people should have gotten it. And if not, they should be getting it in the next couple of days in the mail. Whoever didn't get it could go to the website, misaskim.org, Misaskim Cares, it's there, and they could view it online. Will it be available in the Catskills also? We, I don't, we so. don't do the distribution in the Catskills. Ah, so they've got to make sure to get it here or online? It, get, okay. it gets it here or online. Yeah, we distributed close to 100,000 copies of right. it, so it's a, it's a very big distribution. The the A lot of the things that we discussed, the safety issues, and then we came up with, with, with this new project that took us time to develop, and that was... A way for we have set, we have sat in numerous meetings and you mentioned Nachum before that a lot of people are heading up today to head out to the Catskills the big getaway for the summer, but the people that are in charge of taking care of the safety of the people traveling up to the Catskills, we already had our initial meetings. You're talking in March before Pesach already with uh, Hatzola, with the uh, local law enforcement agencies, with the hospital, and prepare and see what we what could be done to further the communication level that they have with the community right. and see what's needed so that the summer could go through as a smooth summer. And one of the things that we opted to do this year was to, to make some way that when law enforcement has an emergency, they have a way how to keep in touch with the camp directors. Camp directors, if you have 100 camps up there, they're representing, I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 kids that are up there that uh, these camp directors are being trusted for the, uh, to guard the, these kids that are there in sleepaway camps. Right. And if they have an urgent message, they should have a way how to get it out to the camp directors. So we put together the system. It's strictly for the camps to sign on to it. It's not for the public. It's right now only for the camp directors that they could do it. They sign up onto it. Once the camp is registered with us, if they have their lifeguard or their people that are in charge of transportation, could sign up as well to get their notifications. And then we have all the law enforcement agencies from the Catskill area that are signing up with it as well. And you're talking the state police, the sheriffs in Sullivan and Ulster County, Homeland Security, the hospital, Hatsola will be on it in Misaskim. Anything that's of an emergency content, we could always be able to send it out. To, at least to the camps to start any important information uh, that we want to get up to you before visiting day we'll be able to get up to get out to you so you could pass it on to, to the parents that are coming up for visiting day and this is something that they've been trying to put together for the longest time and we finally managed to pull it off this year so I ask you again now how do the camp directors sign up they just got to go to the Masaskum webpage masaskum.org and on there under it it says urgent care urgent notification system, and just sign up on it. Yankee Meyer is here talking about heading up to the Catskills, which so many people are doing over the next few days. And I remind everybody, of course, that our radio show is available at ninety one at 90.1 up in the Catskills region. I hope as you travel up there you hear people blaring it from their cars, Mr. Meyer. I hope. Let's hope. <laughs> You're noncommittal on that one, I see. Uh, uh, also, I want to mention that Ms. Askib has again embarked on a very important summer fundraiser. We're on Rosh Chodesh Av. A big drawing will take place. What is the grand prize in the Ms. Askim raffle this summer? It's, it's a choice of either a safer Torah, a minivan, or $20,000 cash. Unbelievable. You can have a Torah, you can have a minivan, or you can have $20,000 in cash. It's either or. 
That's not that's, that's, right. That's what I'm saying. You have to choose. <laughs> Correct. Between, oh, I'll tell you, whoever wins that has got to choose between those three. That's a difficult choice. But anyway, uh, that happens. Uh, the drawing happens or Chodesh Av. I know that people have gotten the raffle information in the mail. Is there a way for people to go online and just simply, you know, obtain a raffle ticket for yes. this? It's just, again, go to the website, masaskim.org, and you could make your donation. You can make your donation online. I can only imagine what the budget of Masaskim is. Because we know it's way beyond just what you do in Shiva homes. Uh, all the things you describe here on a regular basis should remind people of just how much money the organization needs to keep on going. Uh, this is a very important fundraiser. People should not just toss out this envelope and they get it. Nachum, today's, up to today's date, we're running right now nine warehouses across the tri-state area. We have 16 vehicles that are out there, Nachum, on a daily basis doing whatever has. Not only the Shiva chairs, all the emergency situations. That we we have to we have, we have to put up with on a day to day basis. All the kvurus and mitzvahs that we do, and, and and it's done you know quietly as possible that we could do it, but we still got to raise the funds for it, and it's it's almost a daily occurrence. Uh, you're talking you're talking of the assignment trip that we do twice a year for Chalamoy, on Pesach and Sukkot that we take out hundreds and hundreds of assignment. It costs everything today costs money. You don't get nothing for free, and we need the public's help to do it. No, we do not get. Up to today, we did not get any government funding for any of our projects. Everything has come from Achenu B'nai Yisrael. That's where all the money comes from that we could, we're ready, and we want to be able to help others. We just need the public's help to do it. All right, so the budget is uh, is quite vast, as you just heard. Nine warehouses, that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, and anybody wants to contribute, you just go to the website of misaskim.org. Yankee Myers here. We discussed the uh, the very important information that camp directors need to know in terms of this most recent development about notification. What else can you tell us about safety tips? We could sit here all day with this book and go through every precaution and procedure that people need to take. But there must be some highlights. There must be a couple of things that you feel are pressing in June of 2014 to tell our listeners. The first thing I tell you is, Nachum, it's not the issue of talking about the safety. It has to be the, the, the issue of the action of safety. We could talk and talk and talk, and everybody says it's a good idea. But you've got to actually put these safety measures in place. And the first one I'm going to start with, Nachum, is this is the 10th year, that I think, or the 9th year that we put out this summer safety booklet. Right. And we have expanded it every year that we did it. Uh, how many times did we tell people about the safety of the pool and we put in all the cartoons of the kids getting the ball out of the pool when nobody was there? And then again, we write to please make sure that the pool is locked, that nobody could get into the pool when nobody's there. And unfortunately, last summer we had a fatality of a child that made a Shabbos into a pool because he was able to wiggle his way into the, in through the gate. And him and his, his brother or his sister, they went into the pool and unfortunately the, the child drowned. Uh, and this is this is the responsibility of the people at the camp. No, you can't even. Kids are much more creative than than we think they are. And with the slightest way that they think they could get in, if they're determined to get in, they're going to get in. And it's our responsibility to make sure that these things don't happen. You're right. Everything there's a cheshbon from the rebbeinu but we still have to do ours that this safety is in place. Uh, that was the issue number one. Issue number two that we'd love to talk about is the issue of the ice cream truck. You know, you get the ice cream truck comes to the Catskills, they come into your bungalow colony, and yeah, they come to the parking lot, the kids could all run there, it's not a problem. But then you get the ice cream, same ice cream trucks coming down the streets of Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, wherever they're going, whatever neighborhoods they're going into, and the kids run right across the street, there's no supervision, there's no 
red light flashing like on a school bus that you got to stop from passing it. How many kids were actually hit by cars trying to cross the streets when these ice cream trucks came? Right. And, 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 and how many of these drivers, you know, they, even if they slow down, you get that kid that's missing the quarter to buy the ice cream and the truck, you shouldn't let the truck leave. He dots out into the street to go get his mother just to get another quarter. You know, it, it's, it's something that we write about it in the book that you, you want to make sure that the safety issue of, of when these trucks come up the block, you got to talk to your kids and whatever it is, it, it's a danger. As a matter of fact, we had a meeting last week also about on another issue. We had a meeting last week with all the chiefs of police uh, from upstate when we introduced this notification system to them for them to sign up onto it so they'll be able to send out the messages. And at the meeting, it, was, it wasn't only a police meeting. There was other people from Sullivan County present at the meeting. And one of the people that was there was the DOT, the Department of Traffic. And they were talking about their capabilities, what they have to do if there's an emergency, you know, an overturned tractor trailer or prolonged operation, how to shut the roads down, some of the construction, the blasting that's going to take place over the summer that might cause periodic closures that are 17, although not on Fridays and Sundays, but in the middle of the week you could expect it at certain construction sites. There might be total closures for 15 minutes at a shot if they have to do blasting. Um, but the issue that was brought up over there, everybody's aware now that there's the move-over law. And that's if you see a police car on the shoulder of the road giving somebody a ticket, you got to go into the next lane. If it's unfeasible for you to go into the next lane, you have to slow down that the trooper realizes that you slow down. Right. Not what you and your brain think that you slow down. Right. The trooper should realize it. But now this year, the, the second part of the law went into effect, and that it's not only anymore for emergency vehicles. It's if you see anybody with those amber lights, the, the tow trucks or the Department of Traffic working on the side of the road, and they have their lights on, you got to change lanes. And the director of DOT was there at the meeting, asked law enforcement to please see what they could do to implement this law for the safety of their workers. And around the table they were talking about putting up decoys in the construction areas and so on and so forth, and you might pass it and not think, ah, I got away with it, and there could be a state trooper sitting in a, or a police mm-hmm. officer sitting in the DOT truck, and you never saw him, and a mile later you'll get pulled over. They're really going to crack down on it. It's for the safety of the workers that they don't want them getting killed on the roadways. And this was one of the issues that was brought up at this meeting. So just a message to everybody. It's the law, and you gotta, you got to do it. In general, is the construction on weekends um, topic done with? Is it, is it now an accepted thing on the roads to the Catskills that there will be no construction at all on weekends? It, it's not supposed to be any construction, I think, Friday past 12 o'clock. Right. But I'm going to ask you, how many traffic reports did you hear when the Brooklyn Bridge or the George Washington Bridge construction was supposed to finish at 5 o'clock? Right. And at and 11 o'clock, delayed. they're still wrapping it up. <laughs> so you can't rely on it. They always have emergencies. Something right. doesn't go the way it was supposed to go in the middle of the night. And then you're coming up Arab Shabbos, you're going to run, you might run into right. problems. And what do you hate more than, and maybe that's the wrong word, but what do you discourage more? Then people leaving at 5 p.m. on Friday to get to the Catskills. Because what happens? Your colleagues in Muncie and in Monroe and in all these other places end up having to house people for Shabbos, right? It's when they leave at 6, 630. Do people leave at 6? People do leave at 6 o'clock? Because the mentality is by 6 o'clock the traffic's over. Right. (laughs) And it's it's not over, especially especially on the weekends. (sighs) 
Oh, boy. Not that I know from experience, but I would bet in some places Friday night traffic goes till midnight during the summer, the way people go out to vacation in different places. Uh, Yankee Myers here talking about the summer and preparing for the summer. Uh, I just mentioned how uh, you could save a lot of heartache for people on the other end if you don't leave at 6 o'clock, right? Rockland County, M- uh, Monroe, Curiosio, all the different places where people have to emerg- on an emergency basis house people. You mentioned to me uh, yet another thing that people should consider. Can think twice before bringing someone to the Catskills for an extended period of time who may not be in the best of health because that would mean that you and your staff and your friends at Hatsala are going to likely spend a good deal of time dealing with that situation. People need to be sensitive to that. Well, the first thing is we hope that people could bring their parents up and their, their elderly Correct. parents, and they, Hatsala shouldn't be busy with them. They Correct. should be able to relax and, and, and enjoy a couple of weeks in the summer. But in some cases... People come up, they're very ill people, and they, you want to take care of your parents, you bring them up to the Catskills. The last thing, if something goes wrong, is you want to start out in a new hospital. So if something goes wrong, you want to get them in the city. I could tell you there were times on a Friday afternoon when Catskills at all almost had no ambulances to respond to the local emergencies because most of them were on transports to the city. And, and granted, they'll try to do the best to accommodate you if it's needed, but you got to do yours before you come up there. Make sure that the person is in a condition, not that you know he's coming up and that, oh, if something's going to go wrong, I'll, I'll call it all on Shabbos and let him take him down. Remember, a lot of these people that come up there for the weekends would like to spend time with their family and kids as well. Right. They haven't seen them the whole week. And then when they come up, they still give up from their time to go do a transport that takes them five hours, literally. <laughs> I'm laughing because Ding was here yesterday, and he said I should ask you, about 4th of July weekend when you had just become a member of Hatsala and you were like the only guy in Brooklyn and, and you spent the entire Shabbos and the entire Friday and Sunday from one call to the next. Is that, is that an accurate story? It, it was 29 years ago. <laughs> I will never forget that weekend. Uh, we were, I think, three guys in the whole bar park or five guys maybe in the whole bar park. And it was just went on and on and on and on and on. So a similar situation on the other end, that if people are are going to come up and there are health issues, then it could, as you just said, take away from the uh, ability from these Hatsala members to simply enjoy some time in the Catskills, yeah. which, you know, they have a right to do as well. So. I'm going to give you another scenario. Yeah. People bring up these people that are on life support machines. You know, it's the, whether it's a feeding tube that they need electrically or some people that might be on ventilators, or, or some other medical equipment, cru- right. crucial medical equipment. And what plan do you have in effect if there's a blackout? Right. And there's, there's constantly blackouts in the summer, especially in the beginning or in the heat of the summer, was what they call rolling blackouts, that they deliberately shut down the electric for a couple of hours not to blow the system. Usually that always happens Friday night. You'll ask anybody. That of has course. To it's always, <laughs> but then again, that's because Friday afternoon is their peak electric use. Right. They know that the system shoppers by day you got all the air conditioners right. running, but the washing machines are not going and the ovens are not going. They know that there's a dip Shabbos by day. But leading up to Shabbos, they're scared the system's going to blow, so they do what's called rolling blackouts. And for a couple of hours, you, they'll shut the system down. So, And then you have somebody who's out there on some sort of life support system, and you want to bring them out. Are you sure you have a backup? How are you going to keep your power going? Do you know how long it's going to be out? Are there extra batteries? On? And Again, whose expense are you doing? That? Something's going to go wrong. I'm going to call it solar. It's not fair to them because they got to have their men ready for the unknown emergencies. Unbelievable. 
Starting today, the 26th of June, the Slotsburg Rest Plaza will be open for Minchamarev beginning at 5 p.m. until midnight during the summer months. It takes place in the second-level parking area. Is this now more organized and orderly than it used to be? A lot organized, a lot more organized. And that's why they moved it up to the second floor, because if you drive up there on Thursday, they used to, the traffic jam that it caused... Because people who wanted the Dava Mincha Beminion were literally lined up all the way along the throughway uh, to get in there. And you couldn't get in, you couldn't get out. So now they moved the Minyanim upstairs. There's plenty of parking upstairs. Right. They have a cordoned off area where people could dive and separate the cars. It, it's, you know, the safety Safe. wise, it's much safer. You don't have to worry about the kids getting closer to the roadway where the tractor trailers are going by. In general, it's, it's much more of a safe place to do it than uh, if you're going to stop the Dava. You should you should always uh, you know safety Orders. safety comes first. You get these people. The, the reason that they made this place is a dedicated place because these people used to do it on the side of the roadways, right. and it, it's nothing that's safe. The other thing that I would tell you to do is when you're traveling up and it's already late Thursday night, and I used to do this with my father all the show very often on the way up to the Catskills. We already had Dalvin Meyer in the city, but we would still stop off to see just in case somebody was short a minion and they were missing one or two people. It was 12 o'clock at night. So if you have the time, you know, why not do that chesed for somebody else who wants to still have a mire with a minion and stop off and then look. After and, the stories I heard about your father, that fits right in. <laughs> that fits yeah. right in uh, to a life of chesed that he was always concerned about everybody else. So stopping to make sure there's a minion for Marv does not surprise me. Um, here it is, by the way. If you look at page 17, you have it. You have it as uh, a regular kosher snack stop, Ex- Exxon 17 North in Ramsey, New Jersey. But now I have informed you that it's an enhanced kosher snack stop because they're going to have pizza, and after 5 o'clock they're going to have chalented kugel and sushi and all that stuff, and that starts today. And I want to wish them good luck as they uh, open up that little uh, shop at the uh, – Exxon on Route 17 North in Ramsey. I believe they're calling it Kosher to Go. And um, we wish them a lot of luck with that. What page am I looking at? What number is that? You're going to look at page number 39. 39. What do we got on page 39? That's a whole article that we wrote in the book that's been titled, You've Been Scammed. Uh, And unfortunately today that's become a very, very big issue in the community. Uh, People are getting scammed right and left. You, You do your daily business on the Internet and you're wiring money. Uh, all these hackers have to do is get into your account and change one number or one letter of your codes that you're using, and you don't even realize that all your money that you're wiring is being wired elsewhere, and you're out the money, and there's no getting it back. There's an extensive interview that was done with the FBI. We had the agent in charge of the fraud unit here in New York City. We interviewed him, and he gave a lot of helpful tips on what they're doing, and they're getting you everywhere. They, you, you get a message urgently, text this number. As soon as you texted it, you just gave them an agreement to do something to your account and, and your information. Uh, it, it's like when you get a phone call from one of these financial institutions, you have a leasing car, and the guy gets on the phone and tells you that, you know, oh, this is a recorded message. Uh, I'm calling from, from Honda Financial or GMC or whatever he tells you. And then he says, uh, all right, just before I go further, i got to verify uh, the last four digits of your Social Security and your birthday. Excuse me, if you're the financial company, you have my information. <laughs> so the answer should be, very good, give me a phone number and extension, I'll call you right back. Uh, another big scam that's been going out there, and some of the chesed organizations have been sending out this message recently very aggressively. And the police department had asked us to get out this message, and it's happening at a, at a growing 
pace. It, it, What's it's that a, one? And that is that you get a phone call in your house or wherever you get the phone call stating that it's the IRS calling you and that you've been found guilty on tax fraud and you have an hour or you have to wire the money immediately. If not, you're getting arrested. And people get scared and do it. It's a scam. Uh, the IRS doesn't call you to wire money. Uh, don't do it. Uh, the other day, Friday afternoon, I got a phone call from somebody on my house, an elderly couple was on the phone. They were petrified, petrified that they were getting arrested and all of that. And, and my wife actually did a good job calming them down, telling them, don't do it. It's a scam. Uh, this is, and this is growing at a, at, at, at a very, very fast pace. The other thing is that everybody's been told is about these skimming devices at the ATM machines. That's not, Well, how would we know about that? It, it, or you just have to look at your bank it, statement to make sure it's, everything's no, it's, going. No, it's, it's, you could also look on it that it, it's a cover that goes on top. The skimming device is a cover. It's, when you go to the ATM machine. It will look unusual. You, you stick the card into the Correct. wall. This is something, and there's a picture that we have of one of the skimming ah. devices on page 44. It covers that device, so sometimes you can't even realize it. And, and it reads your card. It reads your card. It gets your personal information. That's all they need by the time. Uh, by the time you even know about it, they, they've been in there and uh, taken out the money that that, that 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 you so hardly you worked for so hard. Unbelievable. And then and then the one other thing, Nachum, that I think we should touch on is, and that's the texting and the driving. And I'm, I'm going to admit that I'm not going to tell You've you. You've done now. it once or twice. Yeah, I've done it once or twice wow. when I should have not done it. Yes, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of these new laws that are going into place. You know that the mayor's been putting into place about this Vision Zero safety for driving and all of that. But I want to tell you something. If somebody's involved in a, in a, in a, in a bad car accident with his, you know, bodily injury, extreme bodily injury, or unfortunately a chassishalom of fatality, they will take away your phone right then and there on the spot. Because, and if you don't want to give it to them, and whether the laws, they could or they can't, they'll subpoena your records. They will figure out from cameras exactly what time the accident happened, or from a witness, or from when the 911 phone calls went into the system, and then they're going to go back to your phone records. And they'll prove a point that you were on the phone when the accident happened. Yep. So don't think because you're driving somewhere on, on, on a quiet road where there's no police officers or anything else like that. If they have to get back, they will pinpoint the exact second that your accident happened. And they'll pinpoint the exact time you were on the phone, whether you got an email, whether you got a text, whether you got any other notice on the phone or whatever it might be. They'll figure it out. And it's just going to cause you more headaches. Lots of important information, to say the least. Check out Misaskim Cares on the web at misaskim.org. That's the name of this comprehensive safety magazine with so many tips. It's 96 pages. We could spend all day on it. And also, um, as you do every year, remind people they better check if their license is suspended. They better know because you'll get, most likely, a call on an Erev Shabbos that someone's been jailed, that someone's actually been put into some type of lockup because they were driving with a suspended license, right? That's correct. And, and don't think because I live in Canada, I didn't get no notices. The, the, the government agencies are not sending you international mail. <laughs> they send it to whatever address you have on your license, and if you didn't get it, it's your headache. It's not their headache. They send you out the notices that you had the summons, and you got to take care of them. It, it, and if you're, in, if you're put into the lockup on a Friday afternoon, it's very, very likely you won't move until Monday morning, right? No, I won't say that, Nochum. First of all, to a certain point, 
maybe I shouldn't say it. It's a little bit easier upstate than it is in the city. Uh-huh. There is a feature upstate that they have in many of the precincts, in many of the local police departments, what's called station house bail, that we can actually bail you out from the regular local precinct. So it goes much, the local police department, it's a little bit quicker. But you'd rather not have that challenge. That, that is correct. Because <laughs> uh, if you get caught and it's more than one suspension, where they have to actually take you to the jail. Right. And then i got to get a judge, and the judge doesn't work at night. Right. And, and it's all these other... Headaches and that you Fourth of July have. weekend and everything yeah, else. Yeah, right. So you, you don't want to do it. You know, and the other thing that now the big thing in the city is the speed cameras. Right. The cameras are catching everybody speeding. Yeah, but let's 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 remember one thing. Don't think that these are installed cameras in one in one place. The city got you. They have cars going around with mobile speed cameras. <laughs> so you could be driving, you never even saw the camera, you passed the guy, he got you. Today he's on one street, the next day he's on the other highway, you'll never know where he is. So the speed cameras are going to turn into a big issue. Uh, the red light cameras has brought in millions and millions and millions of dollars to the city. And this is going to do the same, if not more. And, 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 and just be careful because they just got the approval now to add on, to add on a bunch of other things. Do those red light cameras flash at night? If you yeah, go, you, 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 the, they do. It's like the flash of a camera. So they got me last week. Yeah. Yeah, well, wait, to, wait for the mail. <laughs> wait for the mail, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I'll tell you, it just doesn't end. Yep. <laughs> you can't beat the system. The only thing you can do is drive the speed limit, make sure you don't have a suspended license, don't text and drive. In fact, don't touch your phone the entire time you're driving, no matter where you are, even as you said, on a secluded back road. It doesn't matter. Uh, at some point, the technology is going to catch up to you in a bad way. That's correct. Yankee Meyer, Yashikoach. Don't forget, everybody, the Masaskim Grand Raffle, where you can win a Safer Torah or $20,000 cash or a minivan, is drawn on Rosh Chodesh Av. And Yankee and everybody in Masaskim would appreciate if everybody in the community, not just those who benefit from the work of Masaskim, but everybody who recognizes the incredible work that they do in all situations would participate. When you see the mail, make sure to participate. If you don't get the mail, you can go on the web at masaskim.org and purchase your Raffle entry is a very important fundraiser for the organization, and we encourage everybody to participate in it. That is the uh, web address, MissOskim.org. That's where you'll also find Miss Oskim Cares, where you can download the entire magazine, 96 pages, on summer safety and tips, many of which we discussed this morning here at JM in the AM. And, of course, if you need Miss Oskim, they are there. Uh, they are there at a moment's notice uh, at the uh, great inconvenience of their family and friends. They are there at a moment's notice to help with any type of situation, uh, no matter how small, no matter how serious. And for that, Yanki Meyer, I say ashikoach to you and thank you on behalf of the entire community. You're welcome. welcome. Have a ha- health. Oh, excuse me. Let me say this the right way. A gesundin zimmer and a freilichen zimmer. What do you say after Shavuos? A Freilichen or a Gesund? Which one? No, we no. have this debate every year, right? Yeah, a Gesund, a Gesund, what is it? A Gesund Zimmer means it should be a nice, good, hot right. summer. Oh, that's right, what it means? Yeah. I thought it's a healthy summer. A, a Zimmer from Gesund. A Zimmer from Gesund. is <laughs> a summer of health. But what did they say in your shul after Marav and Shavuos? Did they say a Freilichen Zimmer or a Gesund Zimmer? What did they say? Usually a Gesund Zimmer. A Gesund Zimmer. I wish you a Gesund Zimmer. A Zimmer from Gesund, Nochem. Everybody that needs it should have their Refur Shalemas. Everybody should be well. Amen. Everybody should have a healthy and a happy and a safe summer. Thank you, Yankee Meyer. Ms. Oskin doing amazing work in our community. This is JM in the AM.